Hello, and welcome to Device Week, the weekly podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller, and with me today is our London-based reporter, Barnaby Pickering. So, Barnaby, this week you wrote about a deal that occurred uh, this week, and some of the fallout uh, surrounded that. Sure. So the deal that I wrote about was the long-awaited Lumira DX float, which has been in ongoing discussion for some months. On the 28th of September, its formal acquisition by CA Healthcare Acquisition Corp, or CAHC, was announced. CAHC is a special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC, and by purchasing Lumira DX, it fulfilled one of its goals of acquiring a healthcare company. According to Lumira's CEO, Ron Zwanziger, the motive for taking Lumira public was to accelerate its expansion across geographies and allow it to expand its diagnostics offerings into different disease areas. Okay, and how did the investors respond to that deal? Poorly is the best word to describe it. During the first day of trading, shares in Lumira, which had the ticker LMDX on NASDAQ, went from just under $10 a share opening, which is the usual upfront purchase price for a single share in a SPAC, to $7.94 by closing. Since then, the price has fallen further, with it currently trading below $7.50. Yeah, so why did that happen? It seems that the confidence in SPACs is faltering. Big SPACs like those that took household names, such as 23andMe, public, have seen values decline in recent months. Even medtech SPAC successes, like Butterfly Network, have seen a decline in value. Butterfly's stock reached nearly $26 in February this year and now trades at less than half that, approaching the $10 value again. Underlying this is a pretty simple argument. A company only goes through the SPAC route if it either cannot raise the money from private investors who have been freely giving away money this year or cannot satisfy the regulatory requirements of an IPO. It is often used as a hard and fast way of injecting capital into a business which may have a solid idea or rationale behind it, but unfortunately lacks a viable business model. In the case of Lumira, speculation points towards a business model problem. The company currently relies on COVID-19 testing as a major source of revenue. And as the world slowly emerges from the pandemic, cheaper methods of testing are being introduced alongside a waning demand. There are many, many developers of COVID-19 tests. And unless Lumira can pivot its platform into new disease areas, which it should be capable of having nearly 2000 staff worldwide, it simply won't make money. Some analysts are positive, however. Jeffrey Cohen from Leidenberg Thalman has stuck to his earlier price target of $14.75 a share, arguing that the company has 15,000 test platforms installed globally and that its high market share in the American point-of-care diagnostics market makes it primed for future growth. Well, well, that's very good info, and that is an interesting example. We'll, we'll expect to see a lot more interesting news about what's going on with SPACs uh, soon and probably in 2022. Reed, you wrote about a big M&A deal this week, too. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that's right. So Boston Scientific, uh, which, of course, is a, a large cardiovascular company uh, that generally specializes in anything that can be delivered on a catheter, is adding left heart access technologies uh, that can be used with its electrophysiology and structural heart products by acquiring a Canadian company called Bayless Medical Company. And they're paying $1.75 billion. Now, that's a lot of money, even though Bayless is not well known. They are a privately held medical device maker based just outside of Toronto. And they employ about 800 people in the cardiovascular device businesses that uh, Boston Scientific is buying. Now, the part of the business Boston Scientific is buying just sells the cardiac access devices 
across the septum of the heart. Now, these are very important in catheter-based electrophysiology and structural heart interventions that require the interventionalist to access the left side of the heart. Now, one note is that Boston Scientific bought Bayless Medical Company. There is an affiliate company called Bayless Medical Technologies. I know it's confusing, similar name. And that's going to remain a separate entity focused on radiology and neurosurgery products, as well as contract manufacturing services for other medical device companies. That's also based outside of Toronto. Brilliant. So why did they pay so much for Bayless? So Bayless's products will complement Boston Scientific's Ferropulse and Polarex cardiac ablation systems, uh, along with their Watchman FLX left atrial appendage closure system and perhaps their millipede mitral valve repair device. Those are all catheter devices that need to get to the left side of the heart. Boston Scientific said the Bayless deal will make it the only company with a comprehensive portfolio of left heart access devices that go along with its left heart therapies. So they're hoping this will be a differentiator for them. And a lot of Wall Street analysts uh, had notes about it. Uh, Raymond James analyst Jason Bedford wrote that he suspects Boston Scientific paid a pretty high price because there were other companies sniffing around also trying to buy Bayless. Um, uh, the analysts also seem to be impressed with Bayless's septal crossing technologies. They've also got the NRG system, which relies on radio frequency energy instead of just pressure to make a hole in the septum. And they have the newer system called the Veracross system, which makes the crossing process more efficient. It eliminates some of the need for wire and sheath exchanges in the middle of the procedure. These analysts point out that Boston Scientific is still kind of a small player in electrophysiology compared to J&J or Abbott or Medtronic, and they have less than 10% of that market. And they've actually been losing share a little bit to their competitors, and there's a couple other small companies on the up. Uh, upswing. So they need to do something to move that in the right direction. So adding this complementary technology might do that. Boston Scientific, Scientific has also made a lot of money off their Watchman FLX uh, left atrial appendage closure system, but now that's going to face more competition in the United States in particular now that Abbott got FDA approval for their amulet device. So this gives Boston Scientific something else to sell along with Watchman that could give them an edge. Cool. So Boston Scientific has been spending a lot of money on acquisitions lately, right? Yeah. So this is their fifth major deal so far this year, uh, and they've spent about $5 billion on acquisitions. Uh, and their, but their debt-to-earnings ratio is about 2.5, and they reported their adjusted free cash flow is $2 billion. The analysts I read believe they still have some financial flexibility to add these kinds of complementary technologies. They call them tuck-in acquisitions. Um, going forward, obviously, they don't maybe have enough money for like a, you know, a big strategic acquisition where they can keep on tacking on things to what they already do. That makes sense. It will be really interesting to see what they do next. You can read more about these deals and a lot more right now at medtechinsight.com. We've also got a few stories from the recent MedTech conference sponsored by Advermed, and we'll have a lot more from that meeting soon. There's a lot of news about recalls and safety issues right now, so we are spotlighting that. We have Marion Webb's coverage of the recent American Association of Orthopedic Surgery Conference and a lot more. The archive of Device Week and the rest of Informer Farmer Intelligence's podcasts are available on the Informer Farmer Intelligence channel on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify Podcasts and via smart speakers if one of these platforms has been set up as your default podcast provider. 
You can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. I'm at medtech Barney and Reed is at medtech Reed, R-E-E-D. Thank you and have a good week.